Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride Your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. It is Friday. My gosh, it is Friday. Thank the good Lord that it's Friday. I hope you all had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend planned and hopefully the weather cooperates. It has gotten hot and humid in the Mid-Atlantic and I love every second of it. I got to be honest. I don't mind sweating. I'd rather it be hot than cold. That's just me. I know sometimes I'm in the minority there. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, I hate the heat. Man, move to Maine. <laughs> if you want to stay in the United States, go to Alaska. I don't know. Uh, still, nonetheless, uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take what I can get. I'm out on the golf course. I'm not going to complain about that at all. Before we get started with this podcast, I want to make sure I reiterate something I always say on our shows, and that is BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And wherever you listen to your podcast, that could be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, you name it, subscribe, follow so that you don't miss a thing. That's not just my Let's Ride every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but that's also the, the Stat Geek with Dave Schofield. They had a great show uh, yesterday based on should the Steelers give TJ Watt a big-time money deal before the 2021 season or should they wait? He broke it down and only, only the way that Dave can. It makes my head hurt. We'll just put it that way. He, yeah, I'm the idiot of the group. Then you have the live mic on Tuesdays. He had a great episode about the outside linebackers as well, but this was about the depth, about should the Steelers add to the position. A great episode from Michael, our deputy editor. But it's not just those shows. You also get the afternoon shows, the shows that are also simulcast on YouTube. What we do is we do the shows live on YouTube the next day, typically around 12 o'clock. This is going to change in season, but typically around 12 o'clock the following day is when they'll hit our audio platforms. So we're talking about on Monday, the Steelers Hangover. Tuesday, the Scobro Show. Wednesday, you have the Curtain Call. Thursday, the Steelers Preview. Friday, with Tony, the Six Pack. You've got the Touchdown Under over the weekend. Tales from 2 a.m. All of that, including, and I totally left out the War Room with Matty Peverell. I left out the um, the Factor Fiction podcast from Brian Anthony Davis. And I even left out the Retro Show podcast, which runs on the weekends. Really great stuff. If you are someone that just loves the Pittsburgh Steelers so much that you really don't care to listen to anything else, I can't think of a better podcast platform for you than right here at Behind the Steel Curtain. So make sure you do that. And last thing, if you are on Apple Podcasts, please do me a favor. It is totally free. It costs you nothing, and it takes probably less than a minute. Go to our page. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a good comment. I really do appreciate it. It helps with exposure. We've kind of slipped down to number two according to Apple Podcasts, and I don't like that. I am a competitive individual. I do not like being second fiddle to anyone. Therefore, I need your help. I can't go in and do, I can't keep hitting reviews. They won't let me. Like, you're allowed to do one, and that's it. So (laughs) I've already reviewed us like two years ago. Uh, I need your help. Need your help. So if you're an Apple Podcast user, please go do that. All right, let's get to this show. This is a show that. I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a couple weeks now, but the fact that this player just recently spoke to the media during organized team activities, the Steelers are in the final week of their third phase of OTAs, and I was like, okay, this is the perfect time. This is the great. This is a great time to talk about this player, and that player would be none other than Mason Rudolph. And I, I wanted to have a topic that was. I think poignant enough that all the fans, the entire fan base could get something out of this. And so the topic is, did we jump the gun 
as Mason Rudolph not being the next Steelers quarterback. Did we maybe just kind of put the cart in front of the horse for a second? That's what we're going to dive into during this show. We're going to take a look at everything from the timeline of Mason Rudolph's young career. We're going to look at what happened each season. We're going to look at what happened this past offseason and then also going to look at this upcoming season and what might the future hold for Mason Rudolph. And ultimately, I think it's important that we look at Mason Rudolph with a not a black and gold lens, but a, a really honest lens and say, did we? Let's answer the question at the end of the show, and you all think about it as we go through it. As we go through and we talk this out, you answer the question at the end of the podcast. Did we jump the gun here? Did, were we maybe a little premature with judging Mason Rudolph as a potential quarterback, as a potential future quarterback, maybe not just with the Steelers, but in the NFL in general? I know there's some people that there is no changing their attitudes on certain players. Mason Rudolph is one of them. Uh, and we'll talk about what happened in 2019, and that's a large reason why people can't stand him. They don't think he's the future. Nonetheless, all I ask is that you keep an open mind for the next I don't know, 25 minutes or so, and we'll see where we end up at the end. So let's start off. In the 2018 NFL Draft, Mason Rudolph is a third-round pick. People need to remember the Steelers did trade up in the third round. They actually got up in front of the Bengals. The Bengals were reportedly going to draft Mason Rudolph, and the Steelers jumped ahead of them and took him in the third round. And I have to be honest, a little bit of a disclaimer here. Those of you that have listened to our podcast, like the Steelers preview that I do every Thursday night live on YouTube with Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield, um, I, I was very honest about it. I was excited. I was very excited when they drafted Mason Rudolph. I thought that Mason Rudolph was a – the well, let me put it this way. It was the first time in the Ben Roethlisberger era that they drafted a quarterback that I thought to myself, maybe this guy is the next guy. I, we've all seen them bring in quarterbacks during Ben Roethlisberger's time in Pittsburgh, whether it was Charlie Batch. He was actually there prior to, but still, Charlie Batch was a backup. Brian St. Pierre, Dennis Dixon, Landry Jones, uh, Joshua Dobbs. I, I could go on with some of these players that backed up Ben Roethlisberger at some point in their career. I mean, Byron Leftwich, Michael Vick was there for a time. So there's so many quarterbacks, but none of them, none of them, did I ever think they picked up this player as a potential replacement for number seven? When they drafted Mason Rudolph, and maybe it was based on the fact that Mason Rudolph, he kind of was touted as a high draft pick, someone that could go in the early rounds. I kind of compare Mason Rudolph in terms of the draft buzz, if you want to put it that way, to like a Kyle Trask in this 2021 NFL draft. Similar characteristics. There were a lot of people that said maybe he'll go in the first round, maybe he'll go in the second round. Rudolph didn't get picked until the third round. Let's keep that in mind, though, people. Let's keep that in mind. I don't care what Kevin Colbert said, and he did say, well, we had a first-round grade on Mason Rudolph. Okay, sure. You didn't take him in the first round, though. You didn't take him in the second round, though. You took him in the third round when he was still available. Let's keep that Let's keep that in the back of our minds, okay? Let's keep that in the back of our minds. So after the 2018 NFL draft, Mason Rudolph comes in. Joshua Dobbs was selected the year prior, and here you have this quarterback depth chart. But remember, and this is something that Rudolph spoke about the other day to media. I wrote an article for Behind the Steel Curtain about his comments, and it was the fact that in his first two seasons in the National Football League, he didn't even have a quarterback's coach. He didn't have a quarterback's coach, and this is not – 
abnormal for the Steelers. They have one of the smallest coaching staffs in the National Football League. But Randy Feetner, when he was promoted to the offensive coordinator position, the, the, for some reason, for some ungodly reason, I don't know why they would ever do this, especially when you look at the depth chart. You have Mason Rudolph, rookie, Joshua Dobbs, second-year guy. It's not like you have a seasoned veteran. Now, Landry Jones, mind you, was still on the team in that training camp. He was the one that was the odd man out. However, when you look at this, you're, why would they not have a quarterback's coach? Randy Feetner absorbed the quarterback's coach title, and now you have two young quarterbacks that are sitting there saying, okay, we're learning the best that we can, but we don't have a coach that's dedicated to just us. That's important. And Mason Rudolph talked about how important it was that he has in, in 2020, we'll get to this, he had what he called a confidant in Matt Canada that could help him in his maturation process in the National Football League. So in 2018, with no quarterbacks coach, he has zero statistics. He made the team, but he never dressed. And you have to understand, I know that a lot of people think the practice is just overblown and kind of, it's, it's the NFL. You're the, talking about professional football. Practice means nothing. I disagree. Practice in any sport at any level does matter. And when you're someone that's a third-string quarterback, rookie like Mason Rudolph, you are seeing the bare minimum as it pertains to practice reps. Bare minimum. And that's still back when when Ben Roethlisberger would get Wednesdays off. They would say, okay, Ben, you're not going to practice. You might throw around a little bit. And so he would get more reps on that day. But Wednesdays are typically light days for NFL teams preparing for the next week. So Mason Rudolph's going to go in, and he'll be in there with the backups, or he's running the scout team, and that's it. That's it. So we're talking about a third-round pick trying to get used to everything, no quarterback coach, and he's trying to kind of – Wing it. It's what, that's exactly the best way I can describe it. So 2018 ends, and that's all he did. He did. He had no experience outside of the preseason. None. And limited practice reps. So let's go to 2019. We know that in week two against the Seattle Seahawks at Heinz Field, Ben Roethlisberger just completely blows out his elbow. And here we go. Mason Rudolph is injected into the game and I didn't think he played poorly in that game. Uh, if it weren't for Dante Moncrief not being able to catch the football, his stat line would have looked a lot better, and they probably would have won that football game. But nonetheless, here's his complete season stat line from that 2019 season. Ten games played, a 62.2% completion percentage. That's not a bad number. He threw for 1,765 yards. 13 touchdowns to nine interceptions. He had an 82 rating, and he had 6.2 yards per attempt. Now, that's important, the 6.2 yards per attempt, based on the fact that when he played, he was ridiculed up and down from national media pundits all the way down to the local media about how he's unable to push the ball down the field. That was the narrative surrounding Mason Rudolph who was essentially a rookie in 2019. He did not play a single snap in the regular season in 2018. So we're talking about a player that even in 2019 was getting limited repetitions the entire season leading up to that week two injury to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not here to to create excuses for Mason Rudolph. I'm just stating facts. So when Ben gets hurt, Rudolph gets injected into the starting lineup. To say he was ready 
is foolish. He was not ready. But then you have all these injuries that happen to Mason Rudolph. And not just injuries, just crazy, chaotic circumstances. So we have the concussion against the Ravens where he was literally knocked unconscious uh, by Earl Thomas. We'll never forget that game. And he was actually playing some really good football in that contest. And I would go as far, and I agree with the people that say that it took Mason Rudolph a while to get over that hit. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't blame him for a second. He'll never admit that, not at least when he's still playing. Maybe if his career's over and he's done and someone asks him, did that impact you? He might say, yeah, I was a little gun shy. I, I would not blame him at all if he said, yeah, that hit really impacted me and how I play the game. So he misses a couple games. Devlin Hodges comes in. Because you have to remember, they didn't have Joshua Dobbs on the roster anymore. And Devlin Hodges actually plays well. He wins a couple games. The most notable was the game in, in San, I'm sorry, it was Los Angeles against the Chargers on Sunday Night Football. They end up finding a way to win that game. Then they go into the bye week. And then you have you know Mason Rudolph. They have the Miles Garrett situation where they, he just wasn't, like I said, he wasn't comfortable. The Miles Garrett situation was just awful. It was awful every which way and sideways. It, it literally was one of the most difficult things to talk about, not just what happened on the field, the accusations off the field. Everything about that was ugly. It was ugly. I hated writing about it. I hated talking about it in podcasts after the game. I hated how it, it, it's still talked about whenever the Steelers and the Browns play. Nonetheless, you again, this is Rudolph's first real action as a starter in the National Football League. And this is what it comes down to. You get knocked cold, knocked out cold at Heinz Field. And then probably about three weeks later, you get reinserted into the lineup. And all of a sudden, you have Miles Garrett ripping your helmet off at the end of the game on Thursday Night Football and beating you with it. And then the final, his final game, his final game, not the final game, but his final game against the New York Jets when Devlin Hodges was playing so poorly, they put Mason Rudolph back in. He's playing good football. Again, he comes in. He seems like he is getting his mojo back. And then because of a bad snap, uh, B.J. Finney, I believe, steps on his foot. He ends up getting hit, tears his tears up his shoulder, requires surgery that offseason. It was a really, really poor season for Mason Rudolph. But I got to be honest, I don't look at this and say, boy, that's all Mason Rudolph's fault. Earl Thomas hits him in the head, and he gets a concussion. That's not his fault. The Miles Garrett thing, I can't say that what happened on the field that led to Miles Garrett ripping his helmet off, but my goodness, like you just never imagine that being something you have to deal with, especially the accusations afterwards as a player. And then the shoulder injury, you have to think that Mason Rudolph at some point in that 2019 season said, what in the world is going on? I mean, can this get any worse? for a young man that's just trying to put his stamp on the National Football League and in the Steelers organization. And then 2020 2020 comes around, and that's a different season altogether, and we're going to talk about that more in depth right after this break. Stay tuned. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm your host, Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and we have been talking about Mason Rudolph. And I'm sure there are some of you that are listening to this just saying, oh, Jeff, you're doing this on a Friday. Why are we talking about this bum on a Friday? I mean, really, can't you talk about anything else? I feel that this is appropriate, not just because Mason Rudolph spoke to the media this week, but because I think that the Steelers – but in 2020, you saw a different Mason Rudolph. That's where we left off. We had talked about him being drafted in the third round. We talked about no having no quarterbacks coach. We talked about the 2018, him basically not even doing anything. 2019 being literally the house of horrors for Mason Rudolph. Every time he stepped on the field, something it seemed like something traumatic happened to him. And so 2020, he's still the backup. No one has any faith in this guy anymore. Mason Rudolph is basically dragged through the mud. I'll be completely honest here. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I was excited when they picked him. My good friends, they they are great friends to me. Uh, probably some of my best friends at this point in my life. Brian Anthony Davis and Dave Schofield. Like we we don't just do the podcast and that's it. Like we are honest to goodness. We're great friends. I, I think it was Brian bought me a Mason Rudolph jersey, and Dave actually got me an autographed Mason Rudolph football. I just had high hopes for him. I didn't ask for those gifts, by the way, but they got those for me, and I appreciated the gesture. But my goodness, after 2019, you wouldn't be caught dead in that. Now, I've never worn the jersey because as long as Ben Roethlisberger's playing, I only wear one player's jersey. That's my That's been my rule since 2004. Until, he, until Ben Roethlisberger says, I'm calling it a career, I will not wear another jersey until Ben Roethlisberger calls it a career. Now, if Ben Roethlisberger calls it a career and Mason Rudolph takes over, I've got the jersey ready to go. But until then, it's going to remain unworn. But so in 2020, no one has any faith in, in Mason Rudolph, but he actually does see a decent amount of time. Most of the time is literally just mop-up duty. The Steelers start off 11-0. They're looking good. There were several games where the Steelers got Mason Rudolph in to kneel down, to hand the ball off a bunch. It was the Dallas game. I believe that was week nine. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was the Dallas game when Ben Roethlisberger leaves. He, I'm sure, and the rest of the team and the coaching staff thought, okay, you can go ahead and go into halftime early. It would look like a knee injury. We, we all saw that on the replay over and over again. And then all of a sudden a turnover happens and the Steelers are back on the field on offense. Well, Ben's in the locker room. Mason Rudolph comes out. He's not able to do anything. And that really just kind of reminds everyone, oh, boy, Mason Rudolph's in there. Here we go. Bum, bum, bum. That's what I want to say. He's a bum. He's horrible. He's awful. And he ends up playing in five games in 2020. He has one start in those five games. He has a 58.1% completion. Again, it's very limited sample size. He finishes the season with 324 yards passing, 
Two touchdowns, one interception, an 87.7 rating, and a 7.5 yards per average. Compare that to in 2019, where he had a 6.2 yards per attempt. I'm sorry, 7.5 yards per attempt, not yards per average. I don't know what I'm thinking. But that's a significant increase. Now, he did play more games. He had more attempts. He had more yards in 2019. But still, I'm looking at 2020, and I would say that let's also not forget, in 2020, Matt Canada was that confidant. He was his quarterback's coach. Mason Rudolph spoke about how important it was and how beneficial it was to have Matt Canada there and talking with him and helping him and making him realize the the different way, dropbacks, footwork, the reads, understanding the offense. It helped him. And you have to also wonder, after the 2019 season, when you gain that experience, experience and actually playing the game is the ultimate teacher. Always has been always will be in any endeavor. You need to experience it to master it. He didn't have that in 2018. He got that in 2019. And I would say that in 2020, he was actually prepared to be the number two quarterback on the Steelers depth chart. He did show improvement in his only start of the season. That was week 17 in Cleveland. And mind you, Ben Roethlisberger, remember, he did not even make that trip. He did not even go to Northeast Ohio. They kept him. They kept T.J. Watts, Rell Edmonds, and I'm trying to think maybe one other player. They told him to just stay home. And then obviously COVID protocols and things like that, I understood. But he didn't have Roethlisberger on the sideline to look over film or look at pictures or anything like that to give little bits of advice. He didn't have any of that. And that that's something that's worth noting in my opinion. But in 2020, he certainly did show improvement in the one game that he played. It got to the point, you know, everyone talked about dink and dunk, dink and dunk. Well, in week 17, what did you see about Mason Rudolph? Think back to that game. What did you see about Mason Rudolph? You know what I remember? Bombs. Throwing it deep. He threw some beautiful deep passes, mainly to Chase Claypool, and just really stretching the field. It was the antithesis of what everyone saw from Mason Rudolph in 2019. And so now you go into this past offseason, the Steelers gave Mason Rudolph a one-year extension, which keeps him as the only quarterback that is under contract in the 2022 season. Ben Roethlisberger, they have the void years. They could always obviously use those if they wanted to. Dwayne Haskins will be a restricted rights free agent, so it would be easy to keep him in-house. Joshua Dobbs, he will probably be a free agent again. But he's the only one, Mason Ross, the only player right now that has a guaranteed contract with the Steelers in 2022. So that tells me that it's not just me, and I'm not nuts, that the Steelers see improvement there too. The Steelers see Mason Rudolph as taking a step forward. They see him playing the game of football way more than we do as fans, especially when you look at 2020 where he was primarily just a backup. And they saw enough that they kept him around. They could have easily, easily said, we're going to let this thing play out. We're going to see how 2021 goes. Maybe Ben will be back. Maybe he won't. But we don't want to hitch our wagon to Mason Rudolph in 2022. We're going to wait. We're going to take a wait-and-see approach. I wouldn't blame him if they did that. I mean, my goodness, think about what we talked about in 2019. But they've seen enough that the Steelers, who they just don't hand out contracts to anyone. They said we want to make sure that in 2022, 
If Ben doesn't come back, if Dwayne Haskins doesn't pan out, we know we have you. We know we have you. And that is important. That is important. So now let's bring this full circle. We've talked about Mason Rudolph's entire career. Did we jump the gun as Mason Rudolph not being the next Steelers quarterback? I want to emphasize one thing before we answer this. I did not say that he is going to be the next great Steelers franchise quarterback. Never once said that. Those words never came out of my mouth. I'm not saying that he's going to make us forget about Ben Roethlisberger or he's a future Hall of Famer. No, never said that. But what I'm saying and what I'm asking is, did we jump the gun as Mason Rudolph not being the next Steelers quarterback and being remotely, I I would say, successful after what we saw in the brief stint in 2020? I think we did. I honest to goodness think we did. We, as fans, put so much into 2019, which in reality, let's not kid ourselves, he was essentially a rookie. When you don't play at all in your rookie season, it's it's not, and then you, in 2019, it's not like he's coming into a situation where, okay, he he didn't play in 2018, but he's now he's the guy in 2019. He's getting all the reps. No, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. He was not getting all those reps. Outside of the preseason, he was probably just seeing the second. He's the, he's a QB2 on the depth chart. So did we jump the gun? I think we did. I think we all did. I, I was frustrated as frustrated with anyone, as, as anyone, with Mason Rudolph in 2019. I felt that it was a little disappointing. It was kind of like a gut punch because I had high hopes. I know Dave Schofield was, was with me on this. We both had high hopes for Rudolph's potential. He's a third-round pick. They can say all they want. Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, I don't care who, Omar Khan, whatever. They can all say, well, you know, we had a first-round grade on him. He's a third-round pick. He wasn't drafted until the third round. Say what you want. Paint it. Paint the picture however you'd like. He was a third-round pick. Not in the first, not in the second. He had an opportunity in both. You didn't take him. You took him in the third. So I don't want to hear the first round. They thought he was a first-round pick stuff. Because they, 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 they thought that, they would have taken him in the first round. And this kind of ties in with the heart-to-heart to end out the week. It's something I do every Friday, in case you're just stumbling upon the podcast. Every Friday I do a segment which was actually recommended by none other than the Jerry Cherry Band, the guy that plays the music for all of our shows except for Michael Beck's because he's Canadian and he's odd. But still, he does all the, sh- all the music for our morning shows, the Jerry Cherry Band. Check him out on Twitter and on YouTube. Some great tutorials for guitarists, especially if you're a beginner novice like me. Uh, but he said, Jeff, you should do a heart-to-heart segment. I was like, I'll do it every Friday. So what, what does all this have to do with Ben Roethlisberger? I blame Ben. That's my heart-to-heart this week. I blame Ben. What do I blame Ben for? I blame Ben Roethlisberger as one of the main culprits for why NFL fans lack patience in young quarterbacks anymore. Not, I, trust me, I'm not complaining about Ben's success early in his career. He won Super Bowls early in his career. He won, rattled off 15 straight wins in his rookie season. He got to the AFC Championship in his rookie season. I don't want to talk about that game, by the way. But I blame Ben. The, the, the age of players taking time to develop, organizations giving them some leeway and some time, is, it's a thing of the past. It is a thing of the past. 
And I still do believe that we as fans need to show some patience with players sometimes. This third-round pick quarterback could end up being a pretty decent quarterback, and he just might have needed a little bit of time to develop. I know that sounds crazy, and I know that since Ben Roethlisberger, and you're talking about players, um, even someone like Patrick Mahomes, who sat in his rookie season, but in his second year, he took the league by storm. When you're talking about Lamar Jackson as a rookie, he didn't play much, but the second year he took the league by storm. A lot of people were always waiting for that one season. They're waiting for that one year where the player just turns it on. It just doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes it takes some time. And again, you could talk about players like Carson Palmer, who was a first overall draft pick, and even Carson Palmer. But he, remember, he was a first overall draft pick. Mason Rudolph is a third-round pick. I feel like because of those comments made by Kevin Colbert about we have a first-round grade on him, people then assumed and expected first-round production from Mason Rudolph the moment he stepped on the field, and that was unfair. That was unfair from the start. Now, again, Mason Rudolph would never hide behind those words. He would never say that he's not he's, you know, he's going to avoid criticism because he was a third-round pick. Then he would never say that. But I think that we need to be patient with some players. Let me put it this way. If Mason Rudolph in 2022 is the only Steelers, if he's the starting quarterback for the Steelers, starting quarterback, week one, and he goes out there and he plays well, he gives the Steelers a chance to win, and he wins them some games, would you be mad? Would you be upset if that happened? If Mason Rudolph actually kind of turned it around to the point that, hey, it took me some time, but I figured it out. I wouldn't be upset. They turned a third-round pick into a starting quarterback. It's easy when you look around the AFC North and you see all these first-round picks and Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow. I don't get it. I don't get it, but I think let's be patient here. Let's be patient here because I think the Steelers, I think the Steelers – they did the right thing by giving Mason Rudolph the extension this offseason, and they're, they're saying, they're telling us, the fans, we see him more than you do, and we think he could be something significant. We'll put it that way. Because if you're a starter in the NFL, that's significant. I'm not saying special or anything like that, but it could be he could be significant, a significant member of the team. All right, enough Mason Rudolph talk. I thought that was a good show to end the week. The Steelers wrap up their OTAs this week. We'll probably do a wrap-up podcast next week on what we've learned. And then they get ready for minicamp. And after minicamp, we enter the dog days of summer. But no, there are no dog days of summer at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That's your one-stop shop. I honestly, goodness, say that. I want you to know that wherever you get your podcast as well, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do. We want to make it so that whether you just listen to our podcast or if you just read the website or if you do both – that there's nowhere else you would rather stop if you only had one stop in the day. Okay, I need to get my Steelers news. No, no, I don't want you going to ESPN. I don't want you going to the Steelers.com website. I don't want you going to NFL Network. I want you coming to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I want you finding our podcast platform and enjoying all of our content. Why? Not just because I run the site, but because I think that the content is that good. That's how I'm going to finish this show. I hope you have a great weekend. I will be back on Monday to talk about all things Pittsburgh Steelers. You know how we finish it out here, folks. In the meantime, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Go Steelers.